Hi, and welcome back to the Self-Management Podcast by Soft and Centered. I am your host, Jay, and this is an episode of Articles I Love. Okay, so today's Articles I Love is called, Why Are People Mean? Don't Take It Personally. It's a great article by Monica A. Frank. She's a PhD in clinical psychology. She has a really robust blog, Excel at Life is what it's called, where she talks about different emotions and cognitive behavioral therapy and the benefits behind it and definitely encourage you to check it out. This is one of my recent favorite things that I've read and I come back to. So again, (laughs) so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but of course, when we're looking at these articles, it's easy to think about people in our lives that exhibit certain behavior we don't like or, oh yeah, that time that person was mean. Um, But it's also good to self-reflect and go, mm, okay, so maybe it's also that time that I was mean, this is what was going on, or okay, this is to watch for so that this happens fewer. You know, self-reflection is really important, and it's also the most useful thing that we can do because you can't change another person's behavior. We can draw attention to it, but really, at the end of the day, it's our behavior that we're, we can monitor and control. But, you know, it is also really good for assessing other people around you. I think this article in particular might be an exception where it pays to think about how others have exhibited this behavior and how you can respond next time because her focus is really on not taking it personal. And so that goes into, so who is this article for? I think this article is for people who identify as more sensitive, um, for people who feel like they take things personally more often than the average person or when something bad happens immediately only search for ways in which they could have responsible Um, ways this can come out i'm thinking is if you are overly apologetic if you apologize a lot um, if you grew up with someone who if you grew up with a caretaker that was really critical and made you feel like you were bad or in trouble a lot or were always in the wrong If you have gotten the feedback that you apologize too much or that you have low self-esteem, I think if you feel guilty a lot and you don't always know why you feel guilty or there's just a lot of situations, especially with other people, where you just feel hurt, this is a great article for you. Um, It's also a great article for you if you just feel like there's a lot of mean people out there. Because one of the first things that she establishes right away is that most people aren't mean. And I agree. Humans can be clumsy and she goes into some of that. But mostly people just want to live good lives and they do want to be in good relationship with the people that they talk to. And if you think about small little interactions at stores and everything, and, and even when you just greet your friends, I think people prefer to keep relationships good and conversations light. Um, and, you know, it echoes an author of another blog, uh, Succeed Socially, and he really just talks about behavior. He's a clinical social worker. Chris McLeod is his name. He's a master of social work, and he his blog is focused on really just be improving your social skills and social grace so you can reap the benefits of having awesome friends and interacting well and having great relationships. But he goes on to say, you know, most people are nice. Most people are just baseline, like kind, like they don't want to be mean. And a reason you may not feel like this is if you were unlucky. And when you were growing up, especially you were surrounded by people that just happened to be 
meaner than usual or mean to you or you were bullied in situations or really discriminated and your experience of life has taught you that actually most people are um, against you or out to harm you, which is really sad, but the situation for people out there. But I think this is a good reminder right away. She says, objectively, you know, you have your own personal experience, but understand that it is unlucky to come across so many mean people. Most people are actually good and nice and defenses and barriers that you've built or thoughts that you have beliefs that you have acquired that say otherwise um, are not actually aligned with the what is mostly true you had some unfortunate experiences but the great thing is as as adults we can move and create new experiences and exclude people who are mean we can do this in ways that we you know really couldn't as children you don't have that much control over your life or the people around you or what you do as a child she also touches on that meanness might feel more prevalent today because we spend more time online it's just easier to be mean when you don't have to take accountability for how that makes a person feel when they read it later or you know you're not seeing their face you're not standing toe to toe with them you're not risking anything right like I mean you could be mean to someone face to face but you know there could be repercussions and it's it's just easier so you know I would so she basically saying like okay maybe in the online landscape it's different but in most interactions people are like people are nice so and her point of this whole thing she this is such a comprehensive article I love it it's it's long you know so buckle in but it just displays so much thought and you see her education and that PhD really going to work here because I learned and gathered so much and it's so well organized. I'll go into how it's organized and why I really like the format she chose. But her general thesis is that, you know, people are mostly nice and kind. Okay, generally, it's good to interact with people because they'll be generally good to you if you're good to them. Um, But there are times and circumstances that can make almost anyone mean. And there are a subset of people who are just baseline more nasty and She wants to give you the tools to understand where some of that might be coming from, but then also just to prevent you from being hurt by this behavior. She also says a reason that we might think people are meaner than they are just as a whole is mean behavior sticks out, but that actually shows that it's less common because if something sticks out, that means it's far from the norm, right? That's why watching too much news or consuming it and feeling like that's what the world is like is an inaccurate portrayal of the world and daily life because good thing the news is so alarming and out there because it's unusual for these things to happen. Most days you are not robbed. Most flights arrive very, very safely. You know, we're not reporting all the days where most people's lives just go according to plan or even better than they planned. You know, good news is not shocking and day-to-day life lived well is not news because that is just most people have fine days, (laughs) you know, where they're not active being hurt or injured or harmed or you know so the point is it sticks out because it's unusual so that means mostly mean behavior is not the norm 
but it's still detrimental. Mean behavior can still really hurt you. Um, if you personalize it, especially, it can affect your self-esteem and then, you know, consequently the things that you do and perceive. So something mean can then go on to damage how you view yourself and maybe even the things that you decide to pursue and negatively affect the direction and course that you take in your life. So it is important to take seriously that you don't want to let mean behavior eat away at you and um, worsen your quality of life. So her structure of this article is really great. Um, She lists the reason people are mean from least to most malicious or intentional. So on one end, the lighter end of the spectrum, um, she describes how sometimes people are mean or say mean things um, totally innocently, you know, because they're direct. I think we might all know someone like this. I know someone like this, um, especially when we were younger, where it's where 100% her intentions were not bad, but she just said exactly what she thought, which is something, you know, most of us learn to stop doing and outgrow and tend to soften or, you know, include some tact. So that just also might be a when you're younger thing. I know I did it a lot more when I was younger. You know, it's, it's someone who isn't trying to be mean at the lighter end of the spectrum. Someone who comes across or ends up being mean because they say something more directly than is pleasant um, or maybe aren't really socially skilled. So they haven't learned all the softer ways to express something that might be true and helpful, but could be hurtful if they just say it in the way that they did. Um, cultural misunderstandings, like something might be completely acceptable and fine in one culture, but considered mean to say in another climate or culture. Then she goes further into the spectrum, you know, mean behavior that's more intentional, but not super malicious because it's maybe someone is psychologically stressed or they're protecting themselves and projecting something onto you. Um, So it's not that they are trying to be mean. It is that they are in an emotionally fragile place under a lot of stressors, tired, things that are making, you know, not to take away power from them, but every person, if you make them tired, hungry, sick, is not gonna be their best self, right? It's not an excuse, you know, and if they're called out in behavior, like it's, of course, you wanna apologize, repair, you can even explain, but you know, the, the fact is that it's not that they don't recognize that they're being mean, it's that they are under other stressors or going through something that makes it so they are just meaner right now. And, you know, to me, that represents a person who is acting mean, but that is out of character versus someone who is, you know, could be maybe characterized as a mean person. And that's really towards the further down the scale is what she's getting into. So she addresses like, um, you know, for example, people who are mean for reward or power, and then at the very end, just for pleasure. So sadism, like that's where you get into, like they know they're being mean and they're it's delicious to them, which is on the scarier end, I think of humans, <laughs> definitely. And to me pops up is like, okay, that's where a lot of true crime festers, but Again, it's outside really the realm of normal behavior. Most people, when they're being mean, it's because they didn't mean to, cultural misunderstandings, or they're going through something. Things that are happening probably even below their own 
conscious awareness. So they might not even recognize until they are able either out of that place or able to self-reflect and go, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I was being a jerk. So I want to actually add on a reason people are mean that she doesn't touch on and isn't listed here. So N-I-C-A-B-M, I hope I'm getting that acronym right. I'll put it in the show notes like description just in case, but they have a bunch of really interesting courses on neurobiology and how that affects mental health and all of these different psychological symptoms. And discrimination is a way that people are mean sometimes that and I know this might be controversial, sometimes takes place at the worst end of the spectrum. I think the harm is horrific, and we've seen how it's been horrific across historical backgrounds, but also takes place higher up in the less intentional spectrum. And I want to explain why. Um, so, you know, many people have discriminatory beliefs that are baked into their cultures and religions. And and in those ways, they're able to justify these destructive elements of their culture or religion, like, you know, racism, sexism, homophobia. Um, So you might say, oh, women are less than men because it's in this religious text that, you know, I subscribe to. Or, you know, homophobia, you know, gay people are bad and wrong. And it's because it is a part of, you know, this cultural belief system that I'm a part of. And humans are so much of the environment they grow up in. You really do have to, when you're an adult or as you're getting older, or if you're just someone who is naturally more like a free-spirited thinker or cares about people, maybe you never ended up subscribing to this even though the people around you did, or you did and then you grew up and interacted with more people, gained empathy as you grew up and realized, okay, no, no, it is actually really harmful and bad to tell a person that they are inferior for this reason or that reason, especially if it's a reason that they cannot change or they say is a big foundational part of who they are and how they are in the world. And especially if it results in them being excluded from important things in society. And in that NICABM course, it shows that there are neurological traumas that happen because of discrimination. I think there is, when we think of brain damage, I think we still believe brain damage has to be physical to be present. Um, You know, if you play a very contact heavy sport, if you get into an accident, if you get hit, right? Like that's how you get brain damage. But it is a well, well well-researched, well-documented fact that racial or ethnic, gender and sexual minorities often suffer from poor mental health outcomes due to multiple factors that include the discrimination, right? So a lot of the pushback, I think, towards internally changing your mind to be more accepting of people is okay, well, I'm not hurting anybody. I might be homophobic, sure. Or, you know, okay, I personally don't think women should work or that they're not as smart or competent. Okay, that's my belief. I'm not hurting anybody. But you are a person. You are a person in this world who interacts with other people in this world. You're a person. You are connected. You absolutely, you know, it's so strange to me, honestly. Like, and maybe it's only because I've been reading more and more of this. And so my perspective has already been changed and so it feels like oh yeah of course you know but like saying that 
you being discriminatory doesn't matter is kind of saying like you existing doesn't matter, (laughs) right? You're like, hey, I'm not bothering anyone. You know, I'm homophobic, but I don't. And yes, it's bad that there's hate crime, but I'm not a part of that. It's like, well, if you add to the culture of of disliking and hating this certain group, some people are going to take it too far and you are co-signing it because you share the belief that they are acting on. You know, take some personal responsibility. You know, at least if you're going to have a harmful belief, call it what it is and that you are negatively affecting that group. At least then you're being honest with yourself and, you know, whether you want to be honest with others, whatever. But at least then you're not going, oh, no, 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 I'm not hurting anybody. I just have these really harmful opinions about this group. But I'm not I'm not hurting anybody. Yes, you are. A big, big part of this podcast is taking personal responsibility wherever you can and understanding more about how the world works. And that is just a fact about the neurological landscape of this planet and people and society. Marginalized groups do have worse mental health and, you know, your mental health is connected to how your brain is. You are negatively affecting a person's brain when you contribute to the ideas that they are inferior, that they should not be accepted. So again, I completely understand that people are largely their own environments and that you would have to really want to decide to go against some of your cultural upbringing to challenge these beliefs, right? Which is something that some people decide, some people do not decide to do it, whatever. But we shouldn't be deluded into thinking that it isn't very mean, however unintentional or quote unquote natural it is based on wherever you are or whatever, you know, you subscribe to. I think we can all think of in history and then even in present day cultural practices that are quote unquote normal, but cruel. So I thought I would add discrimination to this list because it definitely fits. And, you know, where you put it on the spectrum, I think you can make a lot of arguments for, but it belongs on this list. Anyway, definitely read this article. Um, She goes on and in her conclusion shows you how you can protect yourself from mean behavior by not personalizing it. And she defines personalization as the inaccurate belief that another person's treatment of you is about you. And I think that's really helpful if, you know, when someone is mean to you, when someone lashes out, when someone says a bad comment, especially if it's from someone in power, like that sucks. But um, she has some ways of thinking about it that can help you more easily roll off your back and then over time understand that it really has nothing to do about you and that when a person is mean, that is on them. Um, if you have a problem with someone, if you j- unless you genuinely did something to someone, uh, and even then, if, if someone says something that you don't like, it's a little childish to out the gate be just mean to them instead of just addressing it and directly solving it. And and if that is like, okay, no, this, and then you can decide, okay, this person is unreasonable, mean, and then not really engage. You know, something that came up for me 
as I read this and I was just thinking about, yeah, like mean behavior, of course, like moments when I've been mean and, you know, where I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Times where I've been just more stressed. It has been not less about what that person did and really more about the place I have been in. Yeah. And again, if you self-reflect, you'll go, wow. Yeah. The moments where I have been mean or acted poorly have tended to be more about the place that I was in in life or the tools I didn't have to deal with frustration or a situation that overwhelmed my ability to just like interact well or just, yeah, when you're just tired, sick, like uh, upset otherwise, you know, (laughs) not in a great space. And I think that's easier to forgive in yourself and others too. But, you know, people who are just chronically mean or chronically treat people poorly, like a thought I had when I was reading is just like, wow, that is so unfair. Like there there are situations, too, where I have wanted to be mean or curt and instead have been like, okay, that person doesn't deserve it or it's not right. Like you like being kind consistently or you know when you are under stress or things like that right not letting it be an excuse and being good anyway that's work that's hard and it's like wow so i'm doing all this psychological work and i'm working on this too and like there are people who are just walking around not doing it that is so unfair they're just being hurtful and you just kind of like you have to learn the skills to tolerate it and to have it roll off your back instead of and they just walk around and they just get to be mean and and do no work and it's on you to prevent you from being hurt like that just is just like wow that's unfair why am i even doing this like maybe i'll just do and say whatever i want um but I, I, I love how she ends it. Like, abs- read this article, guys. And she just goes into how being mean is its own punishment. And in ways that doesn't always look it, because sometimes, and she does cover this, sometimes meanness is rewarded. You know, maybe the more aggressive or obnoxious person at work is the one who gets promoted or gets a little bit more money or it's an industry that rewards bad behavior. Okay, in some ways, meanness, of course, can be rewarded. But, you know, there are so many other ways that there are just naturally consequences for meanness in life. Life will naturally punish a good amount of bad behavior. Um, and I'll and I'll list a, a personal example of mine. <laughs> I won't get into too much detail, but I do think it's really relevant. So let me go into this personal example first. So I had a roommate who, you know, I've had a lot of roommates in my life. And for one reason or another, you know, some have ended up being my best friends and, you know, still talk to. Some have ended up just being people you live with and interact with and think are fine. And then some, you know, you're just not each other's persons. You live with each other. Maybe you think the other person's like, you know, you just don't get along, but it's not a bad situation. You're just like, I wouldn't normally be friends with whoever this is, right? But it tends to be like, fine. You, maybe your living situations, the living styles are different. Um, one's more messy, one's more neat. One stays up late, one doesn't. Like things like that. But there was a roommate I had who, oh my gosh, actually a demon. Actually a demon who crawled from the depths. And I'm not exact. I've had so many, like, I almost felt crazy. I was like, is this me? And this was the personalization. I was like, she would, she was so mean to everybody. When I tell you everybody, she would just walk around and she would just like, she would like 
scream at people. She'd scream at people for, and not even people were doing, like you'd leave a light on accidentally, or you were just in the kitchen at the same time as her. Like, I think, I don't think, I know there are some deeper issues there, which is also what kind of worried me, just so much instability, but such a mean person. And I don't get into confrontations or conflicts really all that often, but it was just like, we would, we just get into it. And I remember after reading this article, it helped me, you know, handle it better where I'm not as stressful, stressed or reactive, but there are certain times where she would, where she would just get me to that place. And I was like, this is so unfair. I'm doing all this work and, you know, responding to her as constructively as possible. And she just gets to fire off and be so rude to me and make my life at home so much harder. And how is that fair? And I am here just being good to her because that's the kind of person I'm trying to be. Like, how unfair. But then, of course, you know, mean behavior, especially when it's on that end of the spectrum, definitely on further on the end of that malicious spectrum that she, um, the author of this article draws out. But then, you know, she ended up just cussing out the landlord. She was just super mean on too many occasions. And so, of course, the landlord, when it was time to renew leases, guess who was not allowed to stay in the house anymore? It was her. And she made it seem like on the surface, like, you know, I was leaving anyway. And I believed her, you know, where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to find this other place. Like I was leaving anyway, like whatever. It just, you know, this is not even a consequence to her. I was like, okay, so I guess that did nothing. But I happened to be downstairs um, close to her room when she was talking to her parents. And I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but I was just close by. And so I was like, I know it's not right, but I, I stuck around. I stuck around. And I overheard her just completely distraught over the phone talking about how she was worried about where she was going to live. She was talking about how I have no idea where I'm going to live. I have to leave soon. And her parents were like, okay, well, you know, renew your lease and um, just work it out slowly. And then you can leave later. The lease that we were on, it was where it really doesn't matter whether you renew or not because you can let people, she's, our landlord is so cool. I have a great relationship with her and she will let you just like swap someone into the lease super easy as long as they get through all the approval processes. So her parents were like, that's okay. Like if you can't if you find a place and you know, just renew. And she was like, mm, uh, and she had to break to them that, you know, she's on bad terms with the landlord and the landlord was not allowing her. She had to leave by that time. And, um, but she was like, no one's gonna let me stay with them. Like she had a boyfriend who was going to let her be homeless. That, that, that's huge, right? Like, which makes me feel like, why are you dating her? That's not nice. Like, you know, if you feel like she's not good enough to to hang around you in her time of need, then she probably you date her anyway. There's other, that's not my business. It's not my business. I don't care. It's not, okay, this, this is just not my business. But that was when, I really understood the lesson of her essay. And I was like, oh, that's right. No, that's right. Like, sure, you might be able to get away with it and bully your way into situations and be mean without repercussions to some degree. And as long as life is going well, but everyone experiences moments where they need help or, you know, experience setbacks or want support. And (laughs) if you're mean, 
people are not going to want to help you. Others may respond aggressively, right? You might be mean to the wrong person, like a landlord that you need a reference from to get into another apartment building and who is not going to give you a good reference now, like a landlord that can kick you out right? Like, like, um, uh, friends that might think you're fun to hang out with, but will not let you live with them. And that's just, you know, you know, housing consequences here, which, you know, housing, that's a pretty serious consequence. I think she ended up being fine. Her parents helped her move. I, I don't know what happened because we are not friends, right? Like, even if we were just roommates and not friends, of course, I would have helped her search, you know, like the person in need and looking for, but she, her, so chronically nasty. I've never, ever been in a position where I was like, I don't care what happens to you. And I didn't like that feeling, but you know, people around me can a hundred percent attest to how much pain she caused everyone around her. And I, I was at a point where it's like, I, I have the time and energy. I'm actually pretty free. I have, but I, I am so beyond wanting to help you. Maybe that makes me look bad. Maybe I should be saint-like, you know, turn the other cheek. Um, my turning the other cheek was not escalating the, the, our interactions and her and returning her yelling. That was that was me being kind. And beyond that, that's all right. Figure yourself out, hun. Right. And on the more serious side, when you're really mean, like assault level mean, you risk imprisonment. You risk huge retaliation. You can get your you can ruin your life this way. So that's one thing where I in action saw it, but really understood like, oh, okay, I understand. Like as tempting as it is to want to be mean back to people who are mean to you, you, just be a steward of your own behavior. Right. Be calm and assertive, but not aggressive because that's who you are, even if that's not who they are. And it's like tempting to return energy or whatever, you know, that's, it's not how you are. Don't escalate, act in a way that you would be proud of. If you read a transcript of what was said in that conversation, if they took out the everything that the other person said and only left what you had to say, um, would you later on when tensions are low, would you be proud of how that came out, of how you handled that situation, of your temperament, how much control you kept over yourself? That is what you should be focused on. Let life handle however they want to spew that, right? They'll talk to the wrong one eventually, someone who who does not have that self-control, who, you know, who has power over them and who can do something that makes it, you know? So I thought that was, I was like, okay, I get it. I understand. Being good is its own reward. Being mean is its own punishment in many ways. Um, But also beyond that, and something that I think applies more to the emotional regulation section of my blog and spoke to me more on a spiritual level is that the pain internally that motivates meanness is so profound. And that is also what helped me in this interaction with the other roommate. Like there are just moments of of like where my heart broke for her because I was like, oh my God, like what has to be going on inside of you for you to just be like this? 
that has to be levels of discomfort. Like I have barely touched. Like there are moments, even when I reflect on like, okay, what are the times I've been mean? And it has been just times where I've just been so much emotional pain or confusion or so self-absorbed, like absorbed in my own like pain, like just just unable to cope right now for whatever reason that's happening. It and and you feel like that all the time. Oh, I'm so like that sucks. And that is kind of like where it seems hard to drum up compassion for nasty people, but when you really see in action just like doesn't matter how much material success or how much money they have. How There are people who are miserable surrounded by everything. And I know people immediately thinking, well, it's better to be, you know, rich and miserable than poor and miserable. It's like, well, yeah, but it's better to not be miserable. <laughs> like, did you know that you can be like have things and feel good, that you can feel good and not have as many things. And the things don't matter then if they're not even making you feel good, yes? Like, because that's why you acquire the things around you to ideally increase your quality of life. So if that's not happening, they almost don't matter. So, you know, she goes into, again, please read the article, especially the conclusion where she goes into strategies to have it roll off your back. She just dives into their likely psychological state and just respond, not with meanness, but pity. Like, like your experience of the world and the landscape of your mind is so negative and punishing that you are walking around punishing everyone else. That sucks. It sucks for you. It sucks for us, but it sucks for you. You know, then forget the interaction and go about your day, (laughs) which is, you know, easier said than done and um, comes more naturally, I think, to some people than others, like, you know, letting things roll off their back. But like almost everything, this good news is so much of our thinking and our belief systems were taught and learned. And so we can unlearn them and learn new skills and ways of thinking that are so much more constructive and keep you happier and healthier and help you through emotional and, and real crises and dealing with really difficult people. All right, so hopefully this doesn't run too long. I feel like I've been talking for a while, but I love, love, love this article. And it is on the longer side, but please read every section. Um, If you're interested in this sort of stuff, it is a knockout article. Read more of her blog. um, And I hope you enjoyed this discussion. Please email me with your thoughts. Let me know um, what you think. And thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay on top of the weekly uploads. Scroll down to the show notes in the description of this episode for a link to the blog softncentered.com and to get onto the bi-weekly newsletter so you're the first to know about new posts, releases, and other updates. Please, please take just a few minutes right now to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. The feedback and support means a lot to me and I love hearing from you. Feel free to email me at softandcentered at gmail.com as well or on any of my socials at softandcentered on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Thank you again and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.